The next time you're being so hard on yourself that you haven't been able to achieve these goals, give yourself a break. The odds weren't really in your favor anyway. But I can't imagine you thinking, well, this is depressing, Ryan. I mean, if there's no chance, what's the point in me setting any goals? And allow me to reframe the perspective to hopefully help you be able to achieve everything anyway. Happy New Year! It's 2024 and I can't quite believe it because it feels like just yesterday that it was 2019. Thanks, Corona. But all jokes aside, the beginning of a new year always marks the point, for me at least, whereby you can restart and refresh. You know, the whole new year, new me stuff. Where you say things like, I'm not gonna drink any alcohol this year, only to be two bottles of vodka deep just two weeks later. Not that that's happened to me. So if you are anything like me, the chance is high that sooner rather than later, those resolutions that you set out are probably gonna fail. And so in this video, I'm talking about two strategies that I'm taking into 2024 to try and make those good habits stick. They are don't go to the extremes and cut automate or focus. Let's get into them. If there's one important thing that I've learned from my four month fitness challenge, it's that when you want the extremes in anything, it's going to have an impact on the rest of your life. Allow me to explain what I mean by that by using these three cups. You are probably all familiar with the health, wealth, well-being triangle. And in most po of the posts they talk about on social media, they always speak of only being able to have two but needing to neglect one of the other ones. And I've come to experience that they're right. Allow me to explain. You see, the reality is that we only have 24 hours in a day. We're like, wow, no shit, Ryan. Except we don't. We actually have less than that. Because I don't know about you, but I need to sleep. So let's assume I sleep seven hours. These days I wish, thanks Haley. Assuming I sleep seven hours a night, out of the gate, I lose seven hours of my day. So now I only have 17 hours a day to spend on achieving well-being, wealth, health. You get it. Ah, but wait, there's more. I also need to eat three times per day, actually. And since I'm no billionaire yet, I cannot afford to have my meals cooked for me. I'm gonna take about two and a half to three hours of my day every day, cooking those meals, getting ready, eating them, putting the plates away and getting back to work, which means another three, Let's say four hours of my day are gone. This now leaves me with 12 hours. I've already cut the time that I supposedly thought that I could have achieving all three of these down to 12 hours. Now let's make that even worse. You see, I luckily have the flexibility that I run my own company and therefore I can decide how I design my day. That's however not for everyone. Most people will end up working eight hour days because they have a nine to five. So let's cut off from those only 12 hours that we had left another eight hours of our day. This will now only leave four hours in your day. Four hours that you have left to achieve generational wealth, thriving love and social life, and a six pack. The next time you're being so hard on yourself that you haven't been able to achieve these goals, give yourself a break. The odds weren't really in your favor anyway. But I can't imagine you thinking, well, this is depressing, Ryan. I mean, if there's no chance, what's the point in me setting any goals? And allow me to reframe the perspective to hopefully help you be able to achieve everything anyway. You see, the reality is that most people, including myself, usually want an extreme when they are working towards a goal. For example, I want to get shredded or I want to achieve a million bucks. And the reality of that is, as I just try to visualize, this will go at the cost of your remaining time. Meaning that if those four hours that you have left, if you want to get to the stage whereby you are, for example, shredded, you will need to put everything of that time into your health. 
and maybe a little bit the well-being that comes along with that. But the chance is high that your wealth will suffer as a result, as I noticed during my fitness challenge, whereby I had time still to work on my relationship, but I had no time left to work on my business. And as a result, it's, it's still for a month. You probably also are familiar with seeing these in athletes that usually perform at the best of their game, who have everything in health, have a ginormous amount of wealth, but usually have no time spent on relationships or struggle to maintain their relationships. And don't get me wrong, while I truly admire those that are able to chase their passion with such dedication, that's not the majority of us. And I think the way to get around this is that instead of set starting each year setting these extreme goals, starts by setting very modest goals. Try and establish goals which realistically you could probably do every day. For example, rather than saying I want to train one and a half to two hours every day, which cuts the remaining remaining time that you have left in half, instead say that you want to train 20 minutes every day. Because the reality is we probably don't have one and a half hours that we can truly commit to something without losing effect on the other. But usually we have 20 minutes that we can spend on something, which allows for the remaining time that we have to be split into these other two very important cups. In the book Atomic Habits, Tim Ferriss talks about a guy who would spend only five minutes doing some sort of exercise at the gym every day. He would go to the gym every day and commit to only doing five minutes. And he ended up losing 15 kilos over the course of one and a half years simply by showing up every day for five minutes. Another example of this is rather than saying, I'm going to achieve $1 million and live off of my side hustle, rather say, I'm going to commit 30 minutes to my side hustle every day over the course of one year. And if I end up achieving 1 million bucks as a result of that, then that's the bonus. But the fact that I get to learn every day over the course of a year, that's the goal to work towards. Often I can assess whether or not I'm able to achieve a goal or not simply based off of the system that I've put in place to achieve the set goal. And so by making realistic goals, you almost ensure your success. But even then, given that limited amount of time, there's a high chance that you're still going to struggle to achieve the goals. And in the second strategy, I'm going to talk about ways to essentially buy yourself back some time to focus and make sure that you achieve those goals that you set. Because in strategy two, we're going to talk about cutting, automating and focusing. Firstly, cutting. I often start each year with a list of goals that's longer than the Empire State Building. I range from wanting to get in the best shape of my life to achieving a million bucks to meditating every day to reading 30 books. The list goes on and on. So as the word cut it suggests, I'm going to look at this list creator and cut it down to the bare bones. Are you realistically willing to commit half an hour of your day every day over the course of a year to achieving that goal? Which goal gets your priority, basically? Once you've decided which of the two, ideally maximum three goals you wish to achieve, then cut the rest. We can get back to them next year once the other things are in great shape. Then it's time to audit your time. This means getting an understanding of the things that you are spending your time on. For me, this has been a real honest to God life changer because I've started to get data and insights into how long it actually takes me to do stuff. For example, I recently started an agency whereby I offer video services and someone asked me how quick the turnaround for a project is. And I wasn't actually sure. I estimated I would, could get it done within a week, but within that week, how much time do I actually need to do it? 
So I started recording my time and it turns out it's somewhere between six and eight hours. And timing myself is good because I have the data and see how long it takes me to do stuff. But secondly, because the pressure of timing myself also allows me to complete a task within the time that I set for it. This is known as Parkinson's law, which is tasks will be complete in the time that you allow it to. And once you have those insights, you can figure out what stuff you can automate in order to buy yourself back time. Here are some practical examples of things that I've done. I've set up a HelloFresh membership, which means that I no longer have to go to the grocery market because my stuff is getting delivered to me, which saves me about an hour and a half each time, which means I get an hour and a half back. Set up repurpose IO so that I don't manually have to upload to each platform when I post content, but instead I can upload to one and it automatically repurposes to all which for me at least bought me back six hours of my week. Or another simple practical example, which I haven't done yet, but I want to, is buy a robot vacuum so that you no longer have to spend about an hour hoovering the entire house, but instead it gets done for you. And just like that, we went from quarter filled glasses to almost half just by taking the time to understand how you can design your day in such a way that allows you to achieve all of the goals that you want. But finally, I did say there were three and that is focus. Once everything has been cut, once everything has been automated, the only thing that's left is to actually go out and work and achieve the goals that you set. For this, there's a fantastic quote by Alex Hermosi that in times when I'm struggling, I remind myself of, it's that self-love is holding yourself to a higher standard than anybody else does. It's time to go out and achieve those goals and make this the best year of your life. You'll be seeing me here on the Quarter Life Crisis exploring these three pillars that we've spoken about today. And we'll share tips, tools, and strategies to help you make significant progress towards achieving that dream life that you're thinking about. This year, I intended to start enjoying the passing of time and holding myself accountable to the things that truly matter. And if you've made it this far, I imagine you do too. So if you are, please subscribe and otherwise I'll see you next week.